Hello, hello, and welcome to Non-Technical, where I, your host, Alexis Gay, interview influential folks from tech, media, business, and beyond about everything except their resumes. Today on the pod, we have Nikhil Krishnan, founder and self-proclaimed think boy at Out of Pocket, though he has done a lot of other super impressive, really interesting things prior to that that admittedly, I'm not going to ask him that much about. Nikhil, thank you for being here. Yes, thank you. I feel like I have to have like two more cold brews to match your energy. So like, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm gonna get some pep in my step. Well, would you believe I've only had one? No, I definitely would not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story. Well, I'm so excited to have you here. Are you ready to dive in? Yes, let's do it. Hell yeah. This episode of Non-Technical is brought to you by Privacy.com. Privacy.com lets you buy things online using virtual cards instead of using your real ones so you can protect your identity and bank information on the internet. Okay, here's the deal. I get a lot of ads on Instagram for products I simply do not need but absolutely must have. Do I buy these products? Let's say uh, hypothetically, yes. And historically, am I always sure that my sensitive financial information is going to a real company I can trust? Hypothetically, no, I'm not. But that was then and this is now because I signed up for privacy.com and received a virtual card number I can use to safely and securely buy face masks and little kitcheny things and kooky sunglasses to my heart's content. Hypothetically, of course. Right now, new privacy.com customers will automatically get $5 to spend on their first purchase. That's like a full face mask. You can go to privacy.com slash non-technical to sign up now. Nikhil Christian is a healthcare research analyst writing about the intersection of healthcare, life sciences, and software. He has a great smile. He was a senior research analyst at CB Insights, where he built out the healthcare research team. He also authored the weekly CB Insights digital health newsletter, which grew to 90,000 plus subscribers. He was on the strategic partnerships team at TrialSpark, a technology company creating a distributed network of clinical trial sites to run faster and more efficient clinical trials. Currently, he writes a healthcare analysis slash comedy newsletter called Out of Pocket, which is trying to teach people how the business of healthcare works in an accessible way. He is unofficially aiming to be the Guinness World Record holder for most newsletters authored. Nikhil, what a pleasure to have you on the pod. Thank you for having me. For anyone listening, I did force her to say I have a great smile, so (laughs) it wasn't of her own volition, I promise. And now it says Nikhil is really smart and strategic. Yeah, Thank you for wow. sending the script over, by the way. <laughs> of course. I can't believe you'd say such nice things about me. <laughs> what is it? You're, you're welcome. Okay. So <laughs> Nikhil, you know, I'm so excited to have you on the pod. I have seen you around the Twitter sphere for a while. I've seen your quips. Likewise, likewise, <laughs> of course. I've seen yours. Your caricature is a San Francisco people. Aha. Uh-huh. Very targeted. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, it's certainly targeted. It's also mostly me making fun of myself, which is a great joy. And I'm particularly excited to have you on the pod because we have some mutual friends. Actually, it was at the recommendation of a mutual friend that I have you on, and I'm so thrilled he recommended you. Yes, Simon is great. Shout out to Simon. Oh, shout out to Simon. We love Simon. And then I just learned moments ago (laughs) that I'm friends with your roommate. Yes, very small world. I think we all need to make new friends. It's like the moral of the story. (laughs) I know, but what's funny is you and I don't know each other. So this is us trying to make new friends and we still can't escape. (laughs) That is true. That is true. It's one small universe. One small universe. Well, Nikhil, let's dive in. Tell me this. How did you spend your last day off? So I'm like a big Airbnb trips person. And so I love planning group trips with folks. And so, you know, for Memorial Day, we got a 
house kind of in the Poconos-ish area and like had a bunch of friends over cooking, grilling, playing yard games, all that kind of stuff. I love doing stuff like that and probably do one every like three months or so. So are you the planner? What's your role? I am the planner, unfortunately. Okay. I think every group Unfortunately. Has a, well, every group has like an archetype planner. And then the problem yep. is like that person is so, I don't know, type A, OCD, et cetera, yep. that like, they're like, oh yeah, someone will plan the next time. And then they're, they just it's don't. You. Yeah, it's just me. So it keeps going back <laughs> to me. I'm, you know, whatever. Taking the mantle, I ride with it. It's all fine. Yeah. But one thing that you might actually appreciate slash empathize with is my brain is now like totally rewired from when I was working at a full-time job to now doing my Mm. own thing, Mm. where before I would like appreciate these days off and being like, oh yeah, like I'm getting paid anyway. Like I'm using my paid time off. And now I'm like, oh shit, like me not working (laughs) on this during this time is like only bad for me. (laughs) Right? It kind of sucks a little bit because it's like, you know, your brain doesn't let you enjoy it as much, which is Kind of unfortunate. Totally. Yeah. A day off really hits different when you're (laughs) self-employed. Totally. Exactly. It's like, damn, that's like my fault. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my bad. I think it's a good thing, though, to take time off. I definitely try to take time off because it makes me better at my job when I do work. I 100% agree. Totally. When you're looking for Airbnbs, what do you look for? What's a must have for you? Okay. So I've now done this so many times that I have a checklist of things that I know really will, be, will make it very fun. Oh my God. Wow. This is, you're a man I after know. my own I'm, heart right here. I am. Listen, I mean, and this is the stuff Airbnb doesn't like put on, you know, as like their filterable the stuff Airbnb criteria. won't tell won't you. Won't tell you service fees. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but more seriously, it's like, okay, I'm a big yard person. Okay. And this is like ironic because I grew up in New York. Oh, yeah? I think that's why I like yards so much. Maybe, they, yeah. Like, didn't have one. But having like a level playing field yard mm, changes mm-hmm. the game completely. Because you wow. can play like ultimate frisbee. Mm-hmm. You can play a lot of different sports on that that you can't if it's an uneven yard. And so that's, that's like a, great a point. big thing, actually. So yard games is one. The second is also actually like how the sleeping arrangement works mm-hmm. because now that like we're adults and stuff, yes. sort of, I guess, <laughs> you know, it's like for the most part, for the most part, it's like you arrive at a place and it's like two normal bedrooms and then one room of like 10 bunk beds. And you're just yep. like, oh, oh, no, yep. no, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then like one person starts snoring. That person might be me. And then, right. you, know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's like it's just like it's not as it's not as good for everyone. So those are like two of the main things. But honestly, making sure that you're in a place where it's kind of close to like sort of a town ish area. Always like, oh, really? I think makes things more fun because then you can kind of go into town like a local brewery or whatever gets out of your house. And it's also a great backup plan for if everything's raining. <gasps> wow. Nikhil, this is definitely not your first Airbnb rodeo. It huh? is not. It is not. I've been there. I've done that. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I see why you're the planner. I'm sure know, it's a bummer sometimes, I know, but I know that's the problem. It's like, have you ever been too good at a job? Ugh. It's tough. All the time. <laughs> I, I, it's so hard. But this is our cross to bear, Nikhil, you know? I know. I know. I know. And honestly, like, there's something nice about just getting your friends together and seeing it all happen. So even though I, couldn't I agree more. bitch and moan leading up to it, it's always worth it. I know. It's one of my truest joys is seeing people that I know and I love meet each other. 
Exactly. Exactly. Although I will say, I, I mean, I think anyone listening to this could probably empathize. When you bring like different phases of your life together, you morph to the group that you're with, right? So if you're yes. with your high school yes. friends, you revert <laughs> a little bit. I grew up in New York. I went to college here and I'm still here. So I have like a lot of different mm-hmm. sort of phases in my life. And when they all get together, I'm like, oh man, my brain is like breaking in terms yes. of like what personality I'm like reverting to. It's very funny. hundred percent. Have you ever lived outside of New York? You know, I have not actually. I am like a New Yorker mm. through and through and through. Look at that. I know. I'm so New York, I don't have a driver's license. Have you ever had a driver's license? I've never had a driver's license. Whoa. Okay, so here's the thing though, Nikhil. You are such a good planner that it makes sense that you would get chauffeured to these destinations. At that point, when it's time to leave for the trip, you've paid your dues, you handled everything. Someone else should be driving you. Exactly. See, otherwise I'd be a total parasite, right? You have so. to earn your keep on a group weekend. And I've, I have I really strongly believe this, that on a good weekend trip, everybody has a role to play. And there's definitely the planner, the person who booked it. There's definitely the person either with the car or -hmm. who knows how to rent a car, which I'm not saying it's hard. It's just that I am sometimes intimidated by car rentals because I can't picture how big things are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm just sort of like, sure, that's a car. You know what oh I mean? Oh my God. You, you must have had a very hard time looking at New York apartments then. Oh God, tell me about it. What is 300 um, square feet? I'm sure it's huge. I know. <laughs> no, I agree. Everyone has a role. There's the cook. Like that's a big role. Oh, yes. Huge yes. Role. Very difficult to cook for a large number of people. You know, I'm going to flex on you a little bit. I was that role the most on the most recent weekend trip that I had, and I've never done it before, but I really wanted to because I consider myself kind of a terrible cook, but I'm good at one thing, which is Mm. making breakfast. Oh, yes. I'm good at making breakfast. Yes, yes. The breakfast role, the role that you kind of give to the person. You're like, oh, yeah, you can contribute. And you're like, that's me. I don't want food poisoning. So like they can't really (laughs) fuck up eggs. So let's just give them that. And I was proud and I carried that mantle with pride and I made breakfast for 12 of my best friends. For a moment, I sort of got why people cook. I was like, oh my God, this is really rewarding. Yeah. (laughs) Now your Instagram is just you making different types of eggs and all your friends are like, wow, good job. Please send me the recipe for those eggs. (laughs) Oh, definitely. Sure. But it's just eggs over and over again cooked the exact same way. Like, oh, weird. (laughs) Eggs again. Crazy. Wow. Eggs again. Okay. Exactly. Nikhil, have you ever been known as the something person, like in high school or at work or something like that? Yes. In high school, I was known as the shoe kid. The shoe kid. The shoe kid. So in New York, like sneaker culture was a very big thing, just generally. And so I was very deep into sneaker culture, but even deeper because eventually I started basically customizing and selling shoes. And so did you really? I did. This was like my first, my second hustle probably of like customizing shoes and then selling them to people in our high school oh my God, or outside, so cool. et cetera. So I became known as, or one of the people known as the shoe kid. That's awesome. But you know, it's funny actually, just totally aside from that, like mm. I was at a happy hour the other day and someone was like, oh, you're the healthcare meme guy. It's like the first time where anyone has said a sentence of like, you're the blank yeah. guy. I was like so thrown off for a second where I was like, yeah. oh yeah, like this also, this happens like through your life. <laughs> you yeah. Get ar- archetype. 100%. 
So when you were customizing sneakers, what kind of customizations were you doing? Does that mean the color, the fabric, the style? Yeah, so basically what we do is we would take any Nike shoe, basically. Only Nike? We only used to do Nikes, although we did, we did a couple, a handful of other ones, like some Adidas and okay. stuff. But basically, you would take industrial-grade acetone, like wipe oh. off the finishing layers that Nike puts on. So it's just sort oh of like God. the raw leather. And then you repaint the whole thing, redo the stitching on the tags. And, you know, you can Whoa. make custom insoles and all that kind of stuff. We used to basically repaint and redesign the entire thing. We used to That's do a lot so of like cool. superhero themed yeah. shoes. But we also used to do some custom sneakers. And like, there's a lot of bar mitzvah money that flows around like New York okay. generally. <laughs> like, so I made a ton of shoes with different Jewish themed stuff. Really? Yeah. It's funny to like think back on that time and just be like, yeah, I made like a, you know, Israeli flag shoe once. Oh my God. Was it a gift for somebody? Yeah. It's like someone bought it for their bar mitzvah. And I literally was like, wow. (laughs) Like crazy. That's uh, an intersection of so many New York cultures coming together. So many. (laughs) It's like a very New York story. And I'm like taking That's a very New York story. Like, you know, deep Queens or something to like do the handoff. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is like, (laughs) this is just like, How do I explain this to people who didn't grow up here? (laughs) Totally. And being the healthcare meme guy, when they said that to you, how did that hit you? How did it feel? It's not surprising, I suppose, right? Sure. I mean, that is that is generally my internet presence as a whole. Mm-hmm. It's just funny when it's like you meet people in professional, somewhat serious contexts a little bit. Yeah. And then suddenly they're like, Oh yeah, you're like the shit posted guy. And they like <laughs> they're like very quickly let their guard down, which is actually kind of yeah. nice. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, like we can be informal about this because, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm like informal in my life. Mm -hmm. So it was actually kind of nice, but it did throw me off for a loop for a second. I'm sure. Anytime you go through a new phase like that, when you realize other people know you as something else, Mm -hmm. you're like, whoa, whoa, oh, oh, okay, okay. It takes a minute. Totally. I I don't know if you experienced this, but when you kind of like have people who follow you on Twitter after a while, Mm -hmm. and then your like real friends are with you, and you meet someone who knows you from the internet, (laughs) it's just like, it's just kind of weird because like they don't get it. Right. They're just like, wait, so like, well, people follow you on Twitter. And it's like, right. Yeah, it's a long story. How do I explain yeah. this? Some of my best friends in the world, some of my best friends from college. I don't know how to say this without. It's okay. Offend them. Just be okay. Well, the good news is they don't listen to my podcast, so they'll never know. <laughs> this, is, this is the test. <laughs> this is the test. Nobody in my life is less impressed by what I do than my friends from college. Yes. Nobody. It is 100%. so, it's humbling. <laughs> yeah. This is the thing I think is generally nice about New York is like people really just don't care about like who yeah. you are. <laughs> like you 100%. being like whatever known on Twitter is literally such a low bar for it. I mean that it's hilarious anyway, right? <laughs> I mean that we're we're tripping over the bar at that point. Yeah. But it's exactly. like it's so yeah, I totally agree with you. That's hilarious. And yes, I have definitely had friends come to me and be like, oh my God, Alexis, my friend's brother follows you on Twitter. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Like I'm all, that's so flattering always, but they are, they're floored by it. It's like you watch them, the calculations are in the air in front of their face. Like, but how does he know that she, it's so fun. Totally. So my, you know, my parents are both in healthcare as well. And so sometimes a thing I've written or like a tweet or something like ends up coming across their, (gasps) across their like world somehow. And they're just like, they're just like, you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> like, is this what you do all day? I'm like, That's yeah, awesome. I don't know how to explain this. <laughs> well, speaking of your parents, is there anything your family did growing up that at the time you thought was normal? And then later, once you'd grown up a little bit, you realized was extremely strange. There's nothing like that crazy I would say mm -hmm. like I would I mean I think every South Asian kid probably experiences this but like my lunches mm. were super weird mm. oh, weird compared to your classmates yeah like and nothing wrong with the food it's of one course. of those things where it's like it smells like really strong and so yeah. like giving a kid that is just sort of a like target to be just like ridiculed you yep. know? Yeah. Lunch. it's like oh the fucking kid like he opened his lunch again time to like go make mm -hmm. fun of him and i was like damn when i give advice to my kid in the future i'm just gonna be like oh yeah like these are all the things that like i got roasted about i gotta like remove all targets from him and just like yeah mentally figure those out do you think that you will try to remove all targets or just be more aware of them i think just be more aware of them i think it's important possible to know all of them, right? I mean, look, my last name is Gay. Right. My full name mm. is Alexis Gay, which mm. is Alex is Gay. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh. that's a Oh, wow. That's sort of like an alley-oop for, you know, middle schoolers to to make fun of, right? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, very easy. Very easy yeah. for them. Definitely comedy with training wheels, for sure, for my <laughs> classmates. Uh, look, but we, we grew up so so well-adjusted. So that. normal and well-adjusted. <laughs> how did you know exactly what I was going to say? Exactly. People who like to hear themselves talk this amount, famously well-adjusted. Yes, exactly. That's right. I feel like getting roasted slightly, though, is good, right? Like, Oh, yeah, it, I agree. For, oh, my for, God. like, just keeping you in check. And actually, you know, even yeah. just, like, going back to talking about group dynamics with, like, old friends. Yeah. Yeah. My high school friends are great at just like bringing my ego down to like yeah, extremely normal levels so that I never get a too inflated sense of self. And, you mm -hmm. know, honestly, probably good for me. <laughs> I totally get that. Were you popular in high school? Maybe. I think so. It's hard to tell, mm -hmm. right? Like now it, it, it's funny, like in the real world or actually even like post high school, frankly, there are no like hierarchies anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you're just like, what does like being cool today mean, right? You want to know something funny? I wrote my college entrance essay on this topic. Really? Yeah. And you were like, why I'm not the cool kid in essay? Basically, <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> I wrote about a Ben Fold song. I was mm. applying to NYU, which is ultimately where I went. Yeah. And the prompt was to write about a work of art that's had an impact on your life. And they said specifically, we're more interested in hearing how this impacted you than about the work itself. Mm. So I wrote about a Ben Fold song called There's Always Someone Cooler Than You mm. and how hearing it at age 13 mm. totally rocked my world and wow. changed my perspective on coolness because I was like, oh my God, it's made up. Damn. So I wrote about that and NYU was like, Yep, sounds right. Let's do it. <laughs> awesome. You're not cool. You'll fit in here perfectly. <laughs> That's right. They were, well, especially because I was applying to Gallatin, which is the school for individualized study, which I loved. I had an amazing experience there, but it's definitely very like, ooh, she's an individual. <laughs> mm, yeah, she listens to Ben Folds. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You said you went to school in New York too, by the way, right? I did. You were uptown? Yeah, I went to <laughs> uptown. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I went to Columbia for college. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Yeah, oh my so gosh. I uh, I mean I loved I loved the people I met there. Yeah. But Columbia the institution like man that's Not place, for you. That place kind of sucks. And now it's funny cuz they like hound you persistently post college for like alumni mm -hmm. donations and I'm like fuck out of here. <laughs> Have you ever made a donation? To Columbia? Fuck no. Yeah. Never? <laughs> no. no I Wait, I love the idea that I was asking you. No, just generally. Yeah, have I you like, ever donated? Have I ever donated money? Like, yeah, you know, 
Sometimes. No, but I, you know, I've, I've actually donated more to my high school because it was so formative mm. for me. But college, mm-hmm. like Columbia, the institution, like definitely not. <laughs> First of all, it's always funny when extremely large endowment institutions are asking you for money. I'm just like, really? Like, <laughs> like me, the person who graduated like three years ago with no right. help, you think I have money to like give yeah, you? Went to work at like a, or, or a startup right out of school. Like, I, I got bad news for you. <laughs> I know. Seriously, barking up the wrong tree here. Exactly. Exactly. So is there a fad, and that could be something like fashion, workout, cultural, whatever, that you look back on participating in that now makes you a little cringy? Yes. So there were several, like, I would say just phases of my life that I think were were very cringy of like, I used oh, to, really? I, I went through this phase of just like not wearing jeans. And so I would wear these like not shine, wearing jeans. Yeah. Like I refused okay. to just like wear stiff pants. And so okay. I would wear these <laughs> like shiny joggers constantly. Oh. And I was just okay. like, that's like weird. The fad that I realized that I, I got into probably maybe in like, like late elementary school, maybe middle school is getting oversized basketball jerseys to wear. And it's, it's doubly funny because I don't watch sports. Like (laughs) I I never watch sports, (laughs) but it was just like, you know, a lot of my friends were doing it. It was like a very popular thing in like rap videos and shit. And like, you know, wearing like really oversized jerseys. I'm watching like dip set videos and I'm like, oh yeah, (laughs) Dwell Santana or like Cameron wear large jerseys. And I'm like, you know, wearing this like oversized, I don't even know who the good players are. So I'm just Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, you know, Jordan. And I was like, sure. Honestly, like, I think back on that and I'm just like, it's so cringy because I didn't watch any sports. <laughs> totally oversized. So that was, that was embarrassing. How far down did it go when we're talking oversized? Oh, uh, like probably close to my knees. Frankly. Wow. I know. Cute though. Little dress, little dress yeah. moment. Definitely. It was not going for a dress. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question about these joggers because joggers yeah. are very in now, now but it sounds in. like this was not no. recent. Okay. This, this was when they were not in. I also had a phase of like cargo shorts and like oh, cargo short, feel. like cargo pants. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry about that. I honestly, like deserve to be bullied. What are we talking? Just khaki cargo? Um, I had several colors. Oh, okay. This was not just one item. Okay. Okay. I had green. I had black. I had, you know, by khakis, whole shebang. Well, look, you know, we all go through challenges and ultimately those make us who we are today. So you overcame the cargo shorts. I did. Um, I've learned better better pocket management, pocket storage <laughs> management. Thank God the iPhone does so much more today because you know, <laughs> having like a separate pocket for your phone yeah. and your iPod Camera. and all that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just like, damn, like, I'm very glad this is the one thing now. Don't need cargo shorts anymore. I'm glad for you and I'm glad for the rest of us. Yeah. That you don't need cargo else. shorts anymore. Totally. But now I'm kind of like, should I start wearing them again? Like ironically? Mm, like probably we live in like a post irony world now where it's like yes i know you know everyone's all the old terrible looking stuff is coming back like in a post ironic fashion right like bell bottom jeans like big yes. shoes heelys i saw wearing heelys the other day no you did like, are you serious well i was like this could just be new york but at the same time i'm like that's shit's kind of funny adult or child adult obviously an adult i would not be making fun of a child wearing heelys <laughs> <laughs> the kid let's bully him no it is an adult wearing heelys and i was like wow i haven't seen this in a long time so now i'm like maybe we, maybe i just like dress like a middle schooler like find some echo yeah and, and just, like fubu and just like rock wow that, really you know? kicking it old school yeah exactly maybe that's the new thing okay so i just put some thought into this i think you need to wait a couple more years on cargo shorts mm. because i agree that we're post irony in a lot of ways but i think that 
cargo shorts were not so long ago that people would know that you were being ironic. That's I true. think people would think, oh, Nikhil wears cargo shorts. Mm, yes. It's also still a lot of people do wear it like functionally too. Of, That's like, what I'm saying. Dads specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dads, right. It's like kind of like, you know, dad new balances too. That's like, you know, the mm-hmm. white new balances. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't think you can wear that as like a cool thing yet. Mm. Though, you know what? Maybe you could. We don't know. It's true. I could just lean into the chaos. You could lean into the chaos. Mm -hmm. So speaking of leaning into the chaos, Mm -hmm. what's the tiniest hill that you're willing to die on? Okay, so here's my thing. (laughs) Let me hear it. I don't think you should be able to call your friend out of the blue just (gasps) to chat unless you give a text heads up or like actually schedule in advance. And I say this because... In yes. a world of robocalls now, especially, mm-hmm. but also just generally, no one knows how to answer time-sensitive requests. Yes. I cannot anymore differentiate what the reason you're calling for is. Oh, okay. And, and this is important because now it's like, okay, if I know you're a person who just calls to chat and I'm yes. in the middle of something, I'm probably not going to answer your call because I'm like, I really am like in the middle of something. I can't, but yeah. maybe it's a time-sensitive thing. <gasps> and so... I have no way of actually distinguishing that without any sort of like text in advance to give context I see. Yeah. or we've like scheduled a call to chat or whatever. So I am anti-random calling. That's okay. my thing. And I'll stand by it. Well, we love conviction. So I'll give you that. And I want to make sure I understand. It sounds like you're saying it's, I'm getting like boy who cried wolf vibes. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. friends who are calling you out of the blue, then mm-hmm. if it's really an emergency or time sensitive, you're mm-hmm. so desensitized to their calls that you're not going to pick up. Yes, that's exactly okay. correct. Okay, okay. Well, I understand. And, I understand completely. And listen, it wouldn't be a fun tiny hill if no one disagreed. Well, I would say that I have terrible news for you and for our <laughs> budding friendship. <laughs> About the type of person that I am. I like calling people randomly, but I'm never offended if they don't pick up. I have no problem with that. You're an absolutely chaotic individual that does not. Absolutely. I does not, is not beholden to the triaging of urgency and communications. Not at all. If it's urgent, here's what I'll do. Okay. So let's say, let's, let's model this out for a second. So I call you, you ignore it because Mm -hmm. we've been friends for a while and you're like, Alexis is just calling to be like, how'd the thing go? Yes. You ignore my call, but it's time sensitive. I'm like, Nikhil, the restaurant we wanted to eat at tonight, they just called. They are closed forever. We have to pick another place. I will text you after the call to tell you that it's time sensitive. So you do the same thing as I'm saying, you just reverse the order of operations. That's correct. So (laughs) why not just do the text first? Because if I, because it's more, I feel. (laughs) (laughs) See, now you're not even totally Why not do the text first? Because I, if I want to, if I, if I, oh, you know what it is? Probably, it's probably that I'm trying to multitask. Mm. And I think if I hit the dial button, I can also be packing up recording equipment. I can also be Mm. walking somewhere. I can also be doing this. And there's a chance you'll pick up. Mm. So I think plan A is you pick up the phone. Plan B is I send the context. Mm. Yes. Okay. 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 Interesting. I think some people also actually enjoy the like spontaneity of it. Like in, as a thing, you know, it's like, oh, like. Sweet, I got a drop-in call from Alexis. Like, mm-hmm. I feel special, right? Versus yeah. the slightly pre-planned version, which is mine, of texting in advance. That's true. You know what I realized about myself during the last year is that I don't like scheduling a call to catch up with somebody. Mm. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Is that your preference? 
a scheduled call? Let me put it this way. Like, if I can see the person in person, I would rather do that, of course. Yes. Oh my gosh. A thousand times yes. But for like friends who live in other states and stuff like that, I would prefer to schedule it. And part of it is because for random calls, it's kind of rare that, especially during the weekday, et cetera, that I'll just like have a long period of time without anything to do later, right? Totally. Totally. And that's not a flex just for anyone listening. I'm just like, not to, not to brag, but I have lots of plans. You know, for some of these friends, I kind of, am, I like just the meanderingness of the conversation. And part of that is actually that like, okay, I'm going to take this block of time and just be like, yeah, I'm going to chat for like an hour and a half, two hours. I'm like, I know that we can just like meander through stuff in that time, you know? Okay. So I don't know. That's, that's my two cents. I, I get if people disagree. Sometimes when I schedule a call to catch up with someone... I get nervous that I will not be able to make the call or something Mm -hmm. like that something will come up and I'll have to reschedule and then I'll feel terrible or that because as we talked about being self-employed, it's not so much that something will come up in the sense that a meeting comes up. It's like, oh shit, I actually have to do X, Y, Z right now. Yeah, totally. And I get nervous about that. So I don't like scheduling calls to catch up with friends anymore. Mm. Interesting. That's fair. You probably should plan your life better. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a you problem. Um, No, no, no. Uh, It does sound like a me problem, honestly. Honestly, uh, so I I actually totally feel this, and I've had to do this many times. And sometimes it's like, oh, wow, I'm rescheduling for the third time. Like, this is pretty bad. I hate that. Um, I I agree. It makes me feel a sense of guilt and kind of like codifies that you don't care about someone almost in a way. Yes. That, is, that is not true. It just feels like that, right? Versus canceling someone call, like no one, no one like thinks about how many times you didn't pick up. So yeah, that's a good point. I see. I support you dying on that hill. I just want you to give me a little wave over here on my hill mm-hmm. and know that, you know, we can agree to disagree on this totally. one. Totally. Respect both sides, you know? Exactly. Nikhil, what's something non-work related that you're really proud of? I used to actually host a TED, peer-to-peer TED Talk series kind of thing where I would make my friends do 15-minute presentations on just, like, anything that they found interesting. That's amazing. And it kind of started off as just, like, a random sort of side hobby thing. I mean, it was always a side hobby thing, but it was like, oh, like, I have a lot of friends who I think know really interesting stuff. Let's just get into a room and do it. Actually, it grew a ton. So at the beginning, it was, like, me and, like, 15 people, and, like, we're in a startup office, and people are just doing presentations about random things. And then the last one I did pre-COVID... I think there were like 150 people there. Oh my God. It was great. And they got like way higher production because larger spaces wanted to host it and they were like cool really? space. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them used it as like a good recruiting tool. Again, like I didn't really care. I just wanted to get my friends in a room and talk about stuff. Yeah, of course. But I learned so many interesting things through that series, honestly, because there are just like not that many times where organically you can just let someone talk for 15 minutes straight about like whatever they want. It's not like you go to someone and mm. you're just like, wow, please tell me about the history of animation technology or right. please tell me about the school lunch system and how it makes decisions about what food mm-hmm. it procures, right? Stuff like that where I'm just like, it wouldn't come up organically in a lot of cases. Yeah. And now you, you provide a little bit of structure and you know, friends who I've known my whole life were giving talks about things I had no idea they were interested in at all. That's so cool. Which is awesome. Do you typically give a talk as well? 
Yes. And I do a different talk each time, but the talk I did more frequently was basically how to make friends 2.0. Wow. Yes. So so my topic was basically how to use the internet to make friends. You consider that a competency of yours? Yes. That's like one thing I will say I'm, I'm pretty good at. I love meeting people through Twitter. You know, it's funny, mm-hmm. actually, like... Mm. It has become so normalized to tell people like, hey, this is my date. I met them through Tinder. And people are like, yes, acceptable. Uh, Actually, maybe Mm -hmm. Tinder, not so much. (laughs) But if you go to a party and it's like, yeah, this is my friend who I met through Twitter. People are just like, what the fuck? People who are yeah. not in tech are just like, you like yeah. met on the internet? Like what? I know. Me, me and Shiva, my roommate, like we met through Twitter. Did you really? Yeah. So and I live with him. People are like, wow, he hasn't killed you yet? It's like, you know, <laughs> meeting, meeting friends on the internet is like a good thing. A hundred percent. I want to add a quick question, which is, do you think that that has changed since we've all spent so much more time online and inside? Like, do I think my perspective of this has changed or other people's perspective? Other people. Because I think you and I were already on the same page, which is like, this is a totally cool, in fact, incredible way to use Twitter. Yes. I don't think the average person likes posting on the internet. Like, I think there's something different about being on Zoom all day with people that you already know versus I'm going to like put myself and my thoughts out there into the universe and find people who align similarly, right? Yes, yes, totally agree. An informal goal of mine is to Mm. get more of my friends to contribute to the internet. Oh, really? Yes, and the reason for that Mm. is because I think the internet right now kind of skews towards weirder people, just generally. And because of that, and because of how much time people spend on the internet, they now think that that skewed view is actually what the average person thinks. Because the average Mm. person is like, for the most part, not posting online. And so there's this like weird dynamic where like lurkers who actually probably hold very different views than the people contributing yeah. on the internet are now like, oh, is this what people actually think? Because they have no idea how other their other lurkers think because they don't post on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> so it's an mm. informal thing of mine to get my friends to post stuff on the internet. How's it going? Not well. <laughs> no, it's actually, you know, I think um, I think it's getting better. You do? Yeah, I used to run this newsletter, actually, where I used to ask a question each week, and I'd answer okay. it, and then I'd post my three favorite answers the next week to that same cool. question, along with a new one. Again, like, total side project, just, like, mm-hmm. going through my quarter-life crisis, had questions, curious what other sure. people thought. And a lot of friends of mine who I don't think post on the broader internet Hmm. actually would respond to the newsletter. And it's like, you know, it's like semi-closed, right? It's Hmm. semi-open, semi-closed. Like, they know it's me. They know me. It's not like getting broadcast to the world for the most part. But now they're like, can see other people's answers and they respond and they're like, oh, this is interesting, blah, blah, blah. And like, I had a bunch of friends actually meet each other for the first time through that newsletter. And so baby steps, baby steps. Yeah. Okay, so you're doing your small part. Just doing my small part to help out the internet, you know? Look at that. I know, I'm trying. Okay, so Nikhil, tell me this. Mm -hmm. What is the most memorable gift that you've ever received or given? I am good at giving gifts. You're a good gift giver. I'm a good gift giver. I love getting people gifts, basically buying people gifts that I know they would enjoy but would never buy themselves, basically. That is definitely the best type of gift, hands down definitely lean towards more experiential stuff. So like, okay. you know, buying the homies pedicures, you know, they'd never, they'd, Hell never, yeah. they'd never do that themselves. But no, I'm but like, once I'm, you're in that trust chair, me, you'll mm-hmm. love it, right? Absolutely. Stuff like that. Buying an Airbnb experience for someone where you're like, hey, listen. Love those. That. I bought a friend of mine who's a huge uh, cooking person. We, we split a truffle. 
<laughs> and actually, secretly, the best gifts are ones that I also get to consume or enjoy. Yeah, of course. As like a That's proxy. Great. The best gift I've ever received was my girlfriend at the time got me a pillowcase of Nicolas Cage that just oh says, I'll see God. you in my dreams. Oh, my God. And it's, like, so horrifying. Sort of seared in my memory of just, like, opening yeah. it up and be like, holy shit, what is this? That's hilarious. <laughs> that is the weirdest. Were you a sure. big Nick Cage fan at the time? Honestly, it's, like, not even. It was, like, a running inside joke between us. Oh, okay, just, sure. Like, about, like, Nick Cage and just, like, how fucking weird he is and how he's, like, the that. same person in his movies and in real life. <laughs> like. Yeah. Did you ever sleep with it? Um, I did sleep with it once. It's actually not a very comfortable pillowcase. Damn. Is the Damn. downside. So you hate to see that. Yeah, I know. I feel like there's a whole Instagram category of gifts like this, actually, mm -hmm. of like things that like look really cool, yes. but are actually not practical, whatever. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and so you know, it's like they're optimizing obviously for Instagram. So mm -hmm. I mean, I have like a bunch of friends that bought that tortilla blanket thing. I don't know if you saw that Ugh. like floating around Instagram. I did. <laughs> yeah and it's like not it just makes me like uh you know what i mean yeah. like that's my that's that's as much of a reaction as you're gonna get out of me for the tortilla blanket yes exactly and also because everyone knows about it like i'm not gonna go to someone's house and be like oh wow this is so quirky holy and weird. I'm like, shit is I'm that like, oh, blanket you're... a tortilla <laughs> i'm literally <laughs> like oh so you like actually listen to targeted advertising right <laughs> that's exactly like, that's my impression does targeted advertising not get you I mean, probably in ways that I don't even think about, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the, oh, man, like, brand attribution, like, five days later, like, definitely, you know, can measure it by the ad that he saw then. Probably not, realistically, but... Mm -hmm. I also, like, mostly spend time on sites that are terrible at advertising. Oh, really? Oh, because of healthcare? Well, yes. One, because of healthcare. Like, all my ads are totally fucked up. Yeah, like, I'm sure. They think I have, like, diabetes and mm -hmm. failing liver and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm just Googling stuff. <laughs> but I also never made an Instagram until really recently. Oh, really? How recently is recently? Like, literally maybe six months ago for the healthcare meme stuff, honestly. Oh. Because you're the healthcare meme guy. Right. Yeah, so it's very new for me. I never had one, never had a personal one, still don't have a personal one. But I think Instagram ads are actually way better. Those are probably ones that I would like probably fall for more mm -hmm. or like buy more often. But like yep. Facebook and Twitter ones are terrible. So, so like, bad, aggressively bad sometimes. Not good. It's almost like a form of product discovery for things that are so not in my interest area that I might actually like them. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, yes. Like, even a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> yes. It's like, I, I still live with two roommates, but we used to have, like, a shared Alexa kind of in the living uh -huh. room. And everyone would ask for their own music, you know, at random parts of the oh, day. Yeah. And so my, and, but it was connected to my Spotify. My Spotify discovery was, like, just so fucked up for so I long. Bet. But I would find so much random music I probably would have never found right? otherwise because they messed up my algorithm. And I'm like, oh, honestly, like Iron Wine, pretty good. Not, not, pretty not good. bad. <laughs> hey, kind of slabs. I forgot. It's like, yeah, it's not bad. Sweet. <laughs> Thank you for introducing it to me. I think that a little randomness is good. Good for the Introduce spirit. Entropy. Good for the soul. We love entropy. entropy. Famously. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay, so... This is a two-part question. First Please. part of the question is, who would play you in a movie about your life? And the second part of the question is, would this be a biopic? So birth to present day, or would we focus it on a particular chapter of your story? Great question. Thank you. First thing I'd say is, I always thought it was pronounced biopic. Um, so Until that's embarrassing. 
until like no not now okay Uh, (laughs) relatively recently but but probably in the last year you found uh, out on instagram six months ago exactly (laughs) and then got bullied relentlessly so um my biopic i think dev patel would play me and that's not like a race thing for anyone listening he's a great Uh, actor he's a great actor and also his (laughs) entire shtick is like oh i'm lost and need to go find something Mm, you know (laughs) it's like yes and i'm like dude i'm always lost and i also need to always find things i'm constantly lost and actually he was my we had like lookalikes when i when we were in high school and he was actually my lookalike we had a very similar like facial feature oh, really? structure that has changed over time but uh, we used to look very similar so dev patel is definitely has a special place in my heart perfect so we'll call up dev exactly um if someone made a movie about me i love the boyhood style oh, movie where incredible. it's literally just like wow like go through all the phases of their life and mm. just like you 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 feel the like angst and like sin- yeah. exact same like I think all of us have been through a very similar emotional journey that like the characters in mm-hmm. Boyhood play and I was like you know do me yeah me code. <laughs> same exact thing Richard like, Langladder let me let me talk to you man I think also just like as a quick side mm-hmm. note the thing I love about New York is that mm. levels like new levels unlock the longer you stay in the city. Yep. And I think like my life is sort of like a good example of this, which is like in high school drinking like forties in the park is like yeah. phase one. Yeah. Like finally getting your ID and being able to go to bars yes. phase two. Like finally having money and being able to go oh to like God. restaurants. Big game changer. And, like, game changer. Game changer, right? And then like I'm sure once you have kids and like a family, mm-hmm. a different part unlocks and all that kind of stuff. That's what I find so you know, interesting about New York. And I think being able to follow someone's journey, like seeing all those phases, they don't think that um, you can like raise a kid in New York, for example. Right, right. right? And so I think be able to show like, this is what it looks like when you do. That is definitely a story that hasn't been told, raising a kid in New York as well. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like going to Jackson Heights at like 1 a.m. to go eat a specific chicken and rice cart. That's the stuff I do in high school. That's awesome. Okay, Nikhil, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. This episode of Non-Technical is still brought to you by Privacy.com. Privacy.com lets you take back control of your payments by deciding who can charge your card, how much, and how often. And yes, that applies to free trials and subscriptions. Let me tell you a quick story. Once upon a time, a famously adored comedian and podcast host wanted to watch the Meghan Markle Prince Harry Oprah interview, but access to cable was nowhere to be found. She turned down the dark and dangerous path of a free trial to a streaming service. Free trial, she said? Surely I'll remember to cancel this before I get charged. Listener, she did not. Now, if our heroine had used privacy.com, she wouldn't have paid for a single month of Paramount Plus she didn't need, or three months she didn't need, whatever. It's not important. What's important is that with privacy.com, you can set time limits and spending limits on your virtual card to make sure you're never accidentally billed. Right now, new customers will automatically get $5 to spend on their first purchase. You can go to privacy.com slash non-technical to sign up now. And we're back with Nikhil Krishnan, the founder and self-proclaimed thing boy at Out of Pocket Health. Nikhil, we have reached a very exciting moment in this episode of Non-Technical. Are you ready? Oh my God, please hit me. Do you know where we are right now? Uh, are we at the end? We've arrived at the lightning round. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. 
<laughs> you have to understand that my my brain is firing at like forty percent right now. I so support this you. This is gonna be this will be fun. Actually, it never fires above fifty. So, I don't know what so we're eighty percent of the way there. But also, you know, here's the thing about uh, the lightning round. It's very normal speed <laughs> because mm. I usually have a lot of follow up questions. Okay. Excellent. Let me ask you this: coffee or tea? Coffee, hundred percent. How do you take it? Black. Always. Always, every Me time. Me too! I enjoy black coffee. I think if you add other stuff to it, you are ruining the taste of the coffee. Ooh, a nice strong stance. Mm -hmm. A nice like bold coffee. coffee stance. <laughs> I like my coffee like I like my takes. Hot and bold. Exactly. And bitter and sad. And bitter. <laughs> Do you have a favorite coffee shop in New York? You've been here for so long. I love the Black Brick Coffee Shop, which is very close to me. It's kind of a secret because it literally has a garden I've in the back been. that no <gasps> one knows about. And I'm scared to not tell this on the podcast, but it has an amazing garden. And I just like post up there and it's fantastic. Wow. Okay. Well, secret safe with me. It's just yes. between you and me and then... And Everyone listening. The people who listen to my, my podcast. That so don't worry. None of my college friends will go to this <laughs> coffee shop. <laughs> Mom, why are you in the coffee shop? iOS or Android? iOS. Forever? No, I'm not even one of those like deep app. It, this is literally just like, it's more of a laziness thing. Yeah, totally. I'm just like, wow, I'm so stuck in this ecosystem. Mm -hmm. like, they got me. They got I'm me. In. Yeah, they got same. Me. I'm with you. Do you have a favorite board game? Mm, yes. I play a ton of board games with my really? friends. So yeah, big, big board game person. I actually, even though I play all these board games, I love the simplicity of Boggle. Really? Yes. Um, it is very easy for someone to like just jump in. They can understand the rules very quickly. It is like you can play it extremely quickly. There doesn't need to be like, you know, a three hour commitment to it. Yes. I actually love the simplicity of Boggle, which is my hot take, even though I play a lot of board games. Mikhail, I don't think I've ever played Boggle. Oh my God. Oh my Holy God. Shit. Oh my God. I, I don't, I really thought we were going to be friends and now oh, I feel no. like I've messed it well, up. Now we got, now we got to play Boggle. I got to show you. Hell yeah. Okay, great. First Let's we'll go to it. that coffee shop and then we'll play Boggle. Excellent. Have you ever read a book twice? <laughs> I don't think I've ever read a book once. <laughs> 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 I am so bad at reading books. I got to tell you, like, Awful. My, and I've really? seen this during COVID almost to the most extreme form where it's like, wow, I like really have all the time in the world and no yep. excuses. And yep. my attention span is mm -hmm. so shot yes. that I am unable to actually like almost get through hmm. full books anymore unless I like am really enthralled by the topic or something or it's like yeah. broken up into chunks. Yep. I have never read a book twice, honestly. I, I wrote a children's book and I haven't even read that twice. You wrote a children's book? Yes, I wrote a What's children's book about clinical trials. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. If you give a mouse metformin. Oh um, my God. Yes. <laughs> Nikhil, that's hilarious. I started with the title and then I was like, oh, this is a funny title. What if I made a book about it? And then you did. And then I did. So I haven't even read that twice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a pump up song? Yes. Annie Up will always get me just like I run through walls when I yeah? song. It's like, fuck, it's time to write this newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> like getting amped up for like extremely not the right things to get amped up for. But Dude, like, tell me about it. That's my yeah. whole life. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yes, let's fucking, you know, walk around. <laughs> yeah, right. Or for me, it'll be like, okay, it's time to film this video and I'm so tired. <laughs> exactly. Like, mm. So, so Nikhil, this is my last question for you. What would you title your memoir? Ooh, um, good question. I think it would be something like, you don't have to be a doctor. 
one South Asian kid's uh, adventure off the beaten path. Oh, I love that. That's <laughs> or it would beautiful. Be like, you know, it would be like, uh, you know, diary of a of a wimpy shit poster. Like, <laughs> you know, play on the, on the other. But yeah, those, those would probably be my top two contenders. I want people to just like, I don't know, just do more funny, weird shit. And if that Same. helps me, helps yes. if, if, if watching me do this, for a little bit, help someone else be like, damn, maybe I could like be a shitpost, you know, connoisseur. I feel like I've won the battle. I love that. I'm so excited for those books to come out. And I'm so appreciative that you joined me on non-technical today. Yes. Thank you for having me. Um, of a lot of, lot, lot of deep recessed memories that you forced me to pull out. So. <laughs> You're welcome. Where can people find more about you online? I'm always on Twitter. So at McKillinit <laughs> on Twitter. But um, I write a lot of stuff about healthcare if you're interested in that. And it's funny, I promise. Um, mm-hmm. It's outofpocket.health. Amazing. And you can find me at Gay Alexis Gay on Twitter and Instagram or at Non Technical Pod on Twitter. Nikhil, one more time. I'm so excited that we got to chat and I'm excited for our budding friendship to take place yes. in New York. And I hope that you have an absolutely wonderful day. Yes, you too. Thanks for having me. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Bye.